Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. WTIC's Computer Talk with Tab is brought to you by GoNetSpeed, your choice for crazy fast fiber internet. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. That's Dennis Halnan. He comes in and helps me out with your, with your uh, computer comments, questions, and concerns. So he's here Along with you guys, and we're waiting on Wes Bryan from IT Pro TV. He should be calling soon um, to talk about IT training, and he's not on yet, so I have to just assume he's dealing with an IT issue, right, Dennis? He very well might be. <laughs> so we'll try to get him on when he when he realizes that his phone's going off and he's saying, "Oh, wait a minute, I got something to do." But as we as we uh, wait for his call, I do want to talk a little bit about that last call as far as cyber insurance, because. It's it's one of those things. If you think about like homeowners insurance, right? When you're doing a homeowners insurance policy, what are the things they ask you about? Are things like how old's your roof? They might say, Hey, do you have a pool in the backyard? Does it have a diving board? They might say, Hey, do you, do you happen to have a trampoline back there? Uh, do you have a dog? Right? And all those things impact the premium you're going to pay. Well, with cyber insurance, uh, the caller talked about, you know, how come the, their IT company didn't know? Oh, they knew. They have been telling you for a long time that these Very services likely. are available to better secure your network. But until mm-hmm. somebody says, well, if you don't, if you don't put your seatbelt on, we're not going to insure you because you just want to fly right through the windshield. Yes. You know, um, you know, companies like Tab have a report that we send to our clients monthly, a detailed report that shows all the cyber technologies you could have in place to help protect you. And of course, there's links to explain those technologies. They go out monthly. Mm-hmm. And we warn our clients, uh, you know, your firewall's 10 years old. It's a huge security risk. Big red exclamation Wait, points. people are using 10-year-old firewalls? Aye, aye, aye. End of life, security risk, big red. Do they, And they know it. They see it monthly. Yes. And then, um, you know, they... they then finally, you know, they have to change it out because their cyber insurance folks are saying, well, you're, you're doing what? You better you're do this. Old this? <laughs> so it, right now what's happened with ransomware and all the attacks that are happening on companies that you see in the news, these, these companies are getting their butts kicked. And the problem is, for some reason, they almost the insurance companies kind of got in this themselves because they offered this, this tool, right, to go ahead and pay the bad guys the ransoms. Mm-hmm. And the ransoms were manageable, ten, twenty thousand dollars. I know that sounds horrible, but they were they're manageable. Now they're going after you for a hundred thousand dollars and they're not just ransoming your your information, they're actually 
exfiltrating it, meaning right. taking it off your network, then ransoming you. So even if you have good technologies to restore and get you back up where you can tell the bad guys to pound sand, well, they say, well, okay, well, you, know, you beat the ransom side of it. We, you beat the, crypt, the encryption side of it. But guess what? We have all your data, and we're going to put it out in the dark web for everybody unless you pay the ransom. Right. So you have double the trouble. Mm-hmm. So um, this has not been a surprise that these technologies have been available, um, but no one's made companies and municipalities actually start implementing them until recently because these mm-hmm. insurance companies can't charge you enough to make money on on cyber yet, on cyber insurance because they're getting their butts kicked. They're paying all this ransomware in cryptocurrencies. Right. So that's what's going on out there. And the problem is IT companies like us, all of our peers out there are getting hammered by every client who's got a renewal coming up. And they say, well, right. I need this, 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 and this. And I need it implemented tomorrow. Right. Really? Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, literally, we've yeah. had that. We yeah. had those requests. Yeah. Or their premium goes up $10,000, right? Yeah. It's a monster premium. Well, you had the opportunity to do this a long time ago. I'm not sure why all of a sudden this has become an emergency for you, um, but that's what's going on. So let's get right to your calls. We've got Alex, Alex and Thompson, uh, Thompson here. Uh, he's been on the, the longest, I think. What's going on, Alex? How you doing, guys? Good. How are you? Uh, good. Uh, just wondering, um, my desktop... Uh, my main desktop, uh, all of a sudden did the Windows update, and now it says it's, it's ready to switch over to Windows 11. Um, should I, or should I wait until... No. 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 <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Sorry. Wait, wait. Yeah. Okay, and how long can I wait before it actually does it on its own, or is it going to do it on well, its own? Well, that's, that's the question that right now we can't answer. Because we don't know at what point Microsoft will decide to force the issue on the computers. Right now, it's an optional update, and it will only do it if you tell it to. Um, but yeah. at some point, maybe a year from now, I maybe, I don't know, uh, they're probably going to tell you that you need to update this computer to Windows 10. And, 11. Or Windows 11, sorry. Yep. And it will force it, and it will happen. And it will happen overnight when you don't expect it, and something's going to break. Right, because Microsoft, even when Windows 10 came out, you know, authorized that your machine could do it. And in some cases, then it realized, well, that driver doesn't work, your sound doesn't work anymore, your mm-hmm. video doesn't work anymore. That's that's what I'm afraid of because yeah. I have a lot of uh, I have some video capturing that I, I uh, that that to uh, transform that the VCR tapes to yep. DVDs. Oh yeah, and, that's. And, and, um, I, that uh, that looks like a nightmare waiting to, waiting to happen. Yeah, and they've been wrong a lot, uh, Microsoft. So I would tell you to, to hold off. You can't trust necessarily that necessarily that your machine is ready. Um, there are tools out there that you can do like a readiness checkers, but even those were wrong early on. Yeah, that's and that kind of stuff is going to be hit and miss yeah. because the checker has to be familiar with whatever piece of hardware is in your computer, right. and they may not really know whether there's a compatible driver for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And what I would suggest is that at this point, just leave it the way it is, but begin gathering information about Windows 11 on this computer. Find out if there's a Windows 11 driver. Find out what is in your computer and what needs to be upgraded. Mm-hmm. And just be ready with that information. Right. Uh, so maybe sometime early next year you might be able to make that jump. But you'll have it. You'll be able to do it with all of the pieces in place to do it. 
That means you download drivers if you need them, mm-hmm. and you have them saved on the computer, and you're ready to install them if they're required. Right. Um, but sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> it can be. Yeah. It depends. It depends on how complex your setup is. Well, the bigger question is, does the change from ten to eleven give you any value? Right. Just no, because. I, I, I... I'm happy with the 10, and I, I, I'd like to stay with 10. So I don't know. Like I, I, I went online and I saw the, what the, the widget things and everything on it, and, and just the stuff that I really don't need. Then, right. yeah, then don't even worry about it too much. Other than you want to be prepared in case, yes. you know, like like I said, about a year from now, maybe it'll upgrade on its own, and not mm. when you tell it to. We know that is malware in our industry, but <laughs> Microsoft has been known to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. So that's that's my uh, my dilemma. But yeah. uh, no, thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate it. You're welcome, Alex. Love your show. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Right. Bye bye. Yeah. So he's gonna he's gonna hold off. So we're still waiting on Wes. Uh, I hope everything's okay. He's living. He, they're they're down in Florida. So I, he's probably at the beach. Let's go to John in Springfield next. What's happening, John? Good morning. I have a question, and I'm hoping you can help, please. Uh, I have a Windows Seven machine that I use pretty much as a print server, mm-hmm. and it's all of a sudden no longer getting to the network. Uh, what is the device manager? And I found the Microsoft Torito tunneling adapter will not start. I've <laughs> tried uninstalling it, reinstalling it, disabling it, re-enabling it, um, and it just won't. It just will not start up. And, it, well, first of all, is that is that actually connect, uh, related to why it can't connect to the Internet, or could my network card just, you know, have failed? Yes. Yeah, it could. Network cards fail. How old is the machine? Uh, oh, it's quite old. It's Well, it's Windows 7, so it's, I've had it for quite a few years. Yeah, they do fail. Network cards fail um, all the time. So yes. you could... You could right get a get a USB type of wireless card or yeah. something like that, and try to. It's like a thumb drive. You stick it into a USB port and configure it to connect wirelessly, so you're not opening up the old seven Windows Seven machine. You're just getting it connected that way. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, any other thoughts, Dennis? Um. You, that would be my option. Just quick, right? Just yeah. Quick, it's simple really fix. quick. Uh, it's something that happened with uh, one of our customers just in the past week. Uh, they had a they had an older machine, yeah. and the networking adapter on it just seems to have died. Yep, and they're going to get another. They're going to use a USB Ethernet connector, mm-hmm. but that's what they're going to go with. And it oh, should be it okay. should work fine. Twenty five thirty bucks. Yeah, you can get it at Staples. Okay, all right, sounds good. Sounds good. Great. Oh, and your your other topic there about working in IT. Hmm. I've been in IT for thirty eight years. Oh. Yeah. Way to go. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I started uh, back at the tail end of punch cards. Wow. Doing, oh. uh, doing, doing decks, uh, punch decks. So oh, wow. It's been a lot of change, but it's a great way to make a living. I highly recommend it to anybody who's considering it. Thank you, John. We appreciate that. We need more geeks. <laughs> we need a lot of geeks. Well, need some a lot younger than me now. So. <laughs> well, believe it or not, guys like you have... Uh, tremendous work ethic and 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 have yeah. an understanding of how you, how the technology has evolved which is quite valuable versus sometimes these younger folks that, yeah it's a, it's a perspective you're finding less and less of yeah. in the business so yeah yeah well i started back in the, you know it was all, it was all mainframe mm-hmm. back then and uh and otherwise known as cloud <laughs> otherwise known as cloud back well, then yeah <laughs> private cloud but cloud yeah yeah right yeah 
Yep. So it's uh, now highly recommended. It's been a it's been a great career. I'm very close to retiring, and uh, you know the younger generation uh, can do quite well in it if they want to. Very good. Thank you for the uh, words of encouragement to the Utes. Yep. You're welcome. All right. <laughs> I will get myself a new uh, plug in a car uh, plug in adapter and go from there. Thank you guys. Appreciate You're welcome. Yep. yep. All right. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So get out there, Utes, and join us. Uh, Folks uh, like the IT ITV um, IT Pro TV folks really do help train you up if you want to get into the technology. So hopefully Wes will join us. I'm really getting worried about him now. Yeah. Um, but uh, feel free to get online as we wait for Wes to get online. Eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC are the numbers, and we'll be right back after this quick break. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Still waiting on Wes. Starting to lose hope. He must have forgotten. I literally was communicating with him yesterday afternoon. Yeah, so, yeah. So uh, hope all is well. Um, but we'll continue to take your calls as they come in. Um, we've got Charlie in Rocky Hill on the line. He wants to talk about his computer. <laughs> He's come to the right show. <laughs> What's going on, Charlie? Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you, sir? Good. I have called in last week and discussed with you about uh, was it uh, I need a new computer. Okay. So was it to buy a desktop or a laptop? Yep. And for what I use it for, you told me a desktop. Yep. My question is now, since I've been out looking, yeah. am I better off with one with a tower or am I better off with one with all everything all in one? I prefer a, a separate computer from my monitor. Um, all in one is neat. It saves a lot of space, but when something breaks on it, the whole thing's broken. Right. So my preference has always been a box with a monitor, and uh, you know you can keep changing out the box and and keep that monitor. Um, you're not replacing the whole thing. It's just right. a preference, sure. though. You, you know, nothing wrong with doing what you're doing if you have a space reason. What do you prefer, yeah. Dennis? Well, I I have at home. I have both. I have a. I have a desktop with a separate monitor, mm-hmm. and then I have an iMac, which is an all-in-one. Yeah. Uh, the thing about the iMac is you can replace just the display. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. In you know, but you have to know what you're doing to take mm. it apart. Yeah. And I do have the equipment, so that works for me. But that's the whole point. You have to be able to work inside a very small space. Yeah. If with you're going to do something like that with an all-in-one. And for most people, I agree with Eric. I'd recommend computer, monitor, separate. Mm-hmm. Never the twain shall meet. Well, you folks definitely know me because an all-in-one loop, now that you said all that, will not work for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go, Charlie. Sorry to sorry to ruin your day, but it it's just a better approach for most people. That's yeah. all. Exactly. And I, you know have faith in you guys so i know you wouldn't lead me in the wrong way not on purpose there's no reason for us to (laughs) all right thank you and have a good thanksgiving and i appreciate your help our pleasure all right so there goes charlie off to buy a computer and monitor um, so feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. As a way for your calls, we do have some technology news we wanted to cover we as well. We do. Remember that cryptocurrency that you were talking about before where the Bitcoin mining is 
Yeah. Uh, killing taking, the planet. Killing the planet to the same degree that all of the entire data center industry is. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, everybody thinks that they can keep their cryptocurrency, right? Because yeah. it's encrypted and I, you've got the key right. and nobody else does, and, right? And, and you've used the two-factor authentication to right, keep it to locked lock up. it down, right? Yeah, you think well, so, right? Well, you know, I don't know about this. Uh-oh. A Canadian teenager, according to the register, has been arrested for allegedly stealing $37 million worth of cryptocurrency using a SIM swapping technique yep. where he took control of some other person's crypto wallet, mm-hmm. robbed them blind. Yep. That guy didn't even know it was happening because right. he stole his SIM card out of his phone. Right. So when the second factor came to the phone. It was getting dialed to the crook right. instead of the person who thought that his crypto wallet was secure. Right. So he had no idea. If you're using crypto, if you're using crypto, I, I, I dislike you. But if you want to secure it, <laughs> uh, if you want to secure it, you need a stronger second factor. And I would recommend a Yubico key. It's an actual yeah. key. I'll show you on my keychain here. If you're watching on the old Facebooks uh, over at WTIC's Facebook page, but it's a it's a key. See, I'll put it right here in the camera. You can see it. That key has to be plugged into my computer physically. And I have to physically touch it when it tells me to. That's a pretty strong second factor, right? So the guy with the crypto wallet would literally have to be mugged, and they would have to take his key, right? Rather than trick him the way they did. And uh, you know, you shouldn't sell. The cell companies are not good security companies. They are not. They do cell service, so they have people that get compromised on the inside, who get paid. Monthly, more money than they're making from the actual cell company to sell phones to mm-hmm. do these sim jacking things when they mm-hmm. find a target, a whale, as it were, to focus on that guy. Oh, I see he's on Twitter. He loves cryptocurrencies. He's always talking about it. Oh, he's got he's doing so well. Well, I'm going to go after that guy if I'm a bad guy. Yeah. And then you'll, you, you're going to socially engineer to figure out, oh, he's Verizon. Oh, where do you live? Oh, okay. It, it's, they just work you. Yeah. And, and they, they target you. And then before you know it, your second factor is being texted to the a phone number that is and somewhere And you've else. lost $37 million worth. In fake money. So you deserve to lose oh. it. <laughs> I'm not going to shed a tear. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we'll put the link up there for that story. If you guys are playing with fire with this stuff, you really need to understand how to secure it better. And your cell phone as a second factor is not enough. No. You can use a two-factor software like Duo. That would help right. be helpful. Or uh, you know, Google Authenticator yeah. or Microsoft's or somebody's. But not but your cell service. But the UV key is... That's solid. That's that's as hard as it gets. So as far, as so good. Yeah. I got nothing locked up, though. I don't have any cryptocurrency. Don't target me. Um, <laughs> we're going <laughs> to gonna be here until 11 o'clock. And then, of course, Dr. Alessi will come in with a healthy round so give you a second opinion on your health advice everything we've talked about so far has been posted live over at computertalkwithtab.com it's the name of the show.com which also works and also on our Facebook page if you like Tab Computer Systems it'll get into your news feed if Zuckerberg deems it worthy we'll be right back and we are back this is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. Three lines open for you. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. If Wes doesn't call in, we'll have him next week um, you know, after the holiday and talking about what IT Pro TV can do 
to train you up on your uh, and get you involved in in technology. Um, it's not as difficult as as people make it out to be. Um, there's a lot of trepidation, you know, how you know, being computer illiterate kind of thing. Yeah, but I I think a lot of people actually uh, handicap themselves that way. Yeah. They just think that they can't master the computer. Right. And so they never do. Yeah. It's been around but a long it's, time. It's all a matter of just giving it a shot. Yep. So, and IT Pro TV is a great way to get you trained oh, up. Oh, yeah. So let's get to your calls. Uh, three lines open, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We're going to go to Paul in Wethersfield first. What's going on, Paul? Hi, how are you? Good, sir. How are you? Good, thank you. Uh, could you comment on Windows Defender? Uh, what it's used for and is it effective? Yeah, so we we uh, we used to poo poo it um, for many years, mm-hmm. but we always felt it was like uh, you know the fox garden henhouse, right? But Microsoft right. bought a company. I think they were called Dice or something that effect a long time oh, ago. Yes, and they were a security company at the time and integrated their own antivirus tool into the operating system. So again, knowing Microsoft, we, we kind of poo pooed it. Well. Defender 10 is really becoming something worth having. Um, so we would be more apt these days, based on what we've seen it discover, um, versus true AV pro- products that didn't catch what Defender caught. Yeah. Um, so, again, purely based on experience. Our recommendations are based on eating our own cat food. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to tell you what we've seen based on our experience across a very large client base. Um, so Defender has definitely become more valuable, and uh, I would tell you to it's it's part of the protection of your system. Keep it enabled. Um, you if you buy a separate antivirus, it'll by default disable Defender. You don't want both running. Right. So right. I tell you to keep it. Yeah, I've been using it for many years, and I've never had any viruses. I've never had any problems. Uh, you know, uh, somebody was I was talking to. A friend saying, "Oh no, you need to get a you know you need to get an aftermarket antivirus." And I says, "Well, I've been using what I've been using, and it's been working fine." I wanted to get your opinion on it. Yeah, and again, we would have given you if you had called us uh, f- six months ago, right? Um, we would have given you the exact same advice as your friend. Right. But we've done a, a, a bit of a study um, and found that the aftermarkets are, depending on who you choose, are not doing a good enough job anymore. Um, so. Right. Defender is definitely something you should consider keeping and tell your buddy, we think he's wrong. <laughs> well, but, I, already, I already told him that, but he didn't believe me. But, but now I'll say, I know somebody who said, yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> well, But tell him that we would have agreed with him, too, so at least you, right. can, you get this both is, sides of This it. is very recent intelligence. Yeah. The problem with IT, Paul, is it's constantly changing. It's changing too fast. Yeah, I, so. know. I know. I know. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Yeah. Yep, so, bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, yeah, I mean... We had a caller talking about cyber and security insurance, right? So the lands, the threat landscape continues to grow and grow and grow. And, and yeah. you guys, your users, as we call you, <laughs> have been the biggest threat, um, period. You are the biggest threat because yeah. you just use the computer and you know don't think anything about it. And um, so the, the technologies that are out there to trick you socially with social engineering, with just sending you an email, with... You know, there's there's all sorts of ways the bad guys are tricking you into your system that we're we're still on defensive. Yeah. You know, guys like us in the IT field are still on defensive trying to figure out what protections we can put in place to protect you from you. Um, 
And of course, then you have the issue with the FBI issue where the email's coming out from a mm-hmm. legitimate source. We've had other examples in our client base where folks have received a legitimate email from a vendor that they trust. And the, that legitimate email is coming from a compromised mail server. Right. You get your mail coming in from that person you trust. You mm-hmm. click on it. And before you know it, the bad guys are now trying to ransom your system. Right. So you're literally a Friday afternoon away from clicking on something haphazardly and bringing your entire company down. And uh, if we feel that way now almost every day. Whereas when yeah. we started this business, I was in it, been in it for a long time. Mm-hmm. You too. You didn't feel that way. No. You felt you had your stuff together and no. you knew where the parameters were and you were able to say, okay, I think you're secure. <laughs> right. And back, way back in the day, things like virus incursions were very uncommon. Yeah, and if they were, I mean, you know, they love would bug. happen. You remember right. love bug, and, love bug kind of and it would hit one computer, and yeah. then you know you fix that computer, and it's okay. Right. Well, everything is completely different now. No, completely and different. And it's real money being and extracted, and there are serious operations behind it too. Yeah. So let's go to uh, William and Hartford next. What's happening, William? William, you there? I hear you there. What can we do for you, sir? Uh, good morning. Morning. Uh, two two issues. One, a lot of people call and ask you guys where, which computer to buy and where, and I'd just like to suggest don't overlook Costco. I figured out what I wanted, ordered it online from Costco. It was an HP in line with what you typically recommend, that seventh generation processor, solid state hard drive. Seventh gen? Slightly north of $500. Well, William, Uh, hang on. The benefit of Costco is they double the manufacturer warranty and they have a concierge service. You can call 1-800-whatever and they'll walk you through whatever issues you're having. So so that's something. But you said it was seventh gen, William, right? Yep. So that's really old. That's like three years old. So I bought it a year and a half ago. So. Yeah. So with well, that, even, even a year and a half ago, it was on the older side. Yeah, it's pretty old. So so this is yeah. another thing you want to bring up to folks. Costco's fine. I don't get you done. That's great. Oh, um, but look at the generation of processor. Really, 11th and 12th gen are the current processor levels. So 7th, you might have paid too much, even at that low price, for such an old processor. And the reason Costco is able to do this is they've probably found a truckload of these things sitting around right. and able to give it away at a discount. So be careful yeah. on the specs. A processor is not a, just the same as any other processor. Seventh gen is quite old. Um, okay. So, well, it, it, but that, that's a, a source people might consider. Yeah, of course. Well, so they should. Absolutely. Issue I wanted to bring up is yeah. uh, I, I live in a condo complex, townhouses, 63 total living units nice. on about 10 acres. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a way to set up a uh, 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 our own Wi-Fi system. So we'd have a central input point and then distribution on our property somewhere. Yeah. Is, is that something TAB does, or does somebody do that? We've tried go net speed, and they say no go because of the way we're set up. Right. They want to. They would like to sell you individual individual services. Right. Yeah, but, but they can't. They, the the, the system won't allow them even to do that apparently yeah. is, is there some way to have a centralized system yeah. that we would own and maintain and yeah a lot of condos have water systems that work that way right yes. you've got a water pipe that goes across the entire condo sure. so if, yeah. if somebody has a broken uh, line you all lose your water mm-hmm. um, same can be done for internet so you would bring internet service into a condo mm-hmm. unit at the end now you then have to agree to go ahead and share that service now 
the service provider may have something that they would not would not like that to occur because you're they're giving up a lot of accounts there, right? Sixty three oh, yeah. accounts. Uh, obviously, Comcast has stood us up twice trying to talk about this. So yeah, mm-hmm. we're well aware that they're yeah. reluctant to uh, right. promote. So there's a couple ways to look at that, right? So you. You know, you either just do it to the one account, and all it is is a network wire, a Cat5 wire. You can have a switch in somebody's main basement and then share it out. Now, I would guarantee you it's illegal to do it without letting um, them know. Um, well, we don't want to do anything illegal. Right, but the technology exists to do it very simply. Yes. But you would probably, as an associate. that does stuff like that? The provider of the service would have to be the one that allows it. The GoNetSpeeds, yes. the Comcast, the Coxes of the world would have to say, okay, we're going to provide you internet to your building, um, and then you would disseminate it. There are buildings, like commercial buildings, from what I understand, that have the services go into a central spot within the building. But I think then the individual services are billed out to those yeah, individual there, customers. there are arrangements like that, yes. Yeah, so you have to work out work it out with your internet provider. How about a, a satellite-provided signal? Would that work? You can do the exact same thing. You bring mm-hmm. it down to the one re- recipient, and then share it out amongst the, the, the data cables, yeah. but I would contend you're breaking some law or some yeah. some service agreement that says you can't do that huh. without their permission. They want to make the money on all of you guys, not... Oh, not, sure. Of so, course. Yeah, so, that's one of the reasons we're fed up. Not, <laughs> <laughs> aren't we all? <laughs> yeah. Now, is GoNetsby not able to reach you for some reason? I Well, all our utilities are buried for yeah. one thing. That's oh, that's it. That's the problem. Yeah. They're not tackling that yet. I'm I'm waiting for them to tackle that, too. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, guys. You're welcome, Happy William. Thanksgiving. Yeah, you too. Yeah, bye. Bye-bye. Um, so, yeah. You're going to have to pay for it. Yeah. No way around that. Let's go to uh, Jim in South Windsor next. What's happening, Jim? Hey, good morning, guys. Morning. Your show. Thanks. You're welcome. Um, I am looking, I've been researching doing a remote network connection, connecting from, let's, let's say, from my home PC to another's, to another remote computing. I okay. found, I have found solutions using, going through the routers and, and settings such as dynamic DNS. Um, I've also found uh, some information on doing it through Windows, remote network connection. Uh, I don't know if you have any suggestions as to the best way to do it. Well, there there are a couple ways to go. Number one, if if what you're doing is trying to connect to another remote computer in another place, you can use a service like uh, TeamViewer or AnyDesk. You install the software at both ends, and that software talks to each device, and that's how they communicate. IP addresses are not necessary. Right. You don't need to play with any networking at either end. You just run the software on both devices, and they talk to each other. Um, they hook up through the cloud, but the but the connection will actually go from one piece to another. The uh, Another way to go is more complicated, and that is to set up what's called, uh, to use a little tech talk, a firewall pinhole at the place where the remote computer is that you're trying to talk to. And what you would do is you would go into that firewall and you would specify a port number uh, to direct uh, to another computer at that place. But He's making my hair of, hurt now. There's a lot of setup <laughs> involved in that. Number yeah. one, you've got to make sure 
that the other computer has a static IP so that it's always going to the same right. place. Yes, You've I got to make sure that it's listening on a proper port for RDP, which is by default 3389, but you can change that. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's a little hard to do sometimes. Mm -hmm. You have to go into the registry. Yep. Now, you've also got to set up your router with a firewall rule that will direct incoming uh, traffic <laughs> on a port number to that computer. So bottom line, I wouldn't go that route. No. I would use okay. TeamViewer or AnyDesk or Show My PC or something like that. Huh? T-E-A-M Viewer? Yes. Yep. Okay. Any desk or any desk, A N Y D E S K. Just make sure you have some good passwords on it, and you know. Yes, two and uh, yes, uh, I. They both will do two factor now, I believe. Yep. So yeah, you can you can set that up. Okay. All right. That's uh, that's what I was looking for because I did read quite extensively on going through the routers and all that, and it does sound like a lot of setup. It is. It's does that you know what, what Dennis is talking about is more of a corporate type of permanent connection versus what you're trying to do. It sounds like you're trying to help people work remotely. Yes, and that's that's exactly it. What we used to do through you know years ago with the remote software where you set it up on both computers and you know dial in and that sort of thing. Yep. Oh yeah. yeah. In the old days. Okay, so this is just a, an updated way to do it, where we're going through through the cloud or the internet. Yeah, there's a middle there's a middle person that's uh, yeah. making that connection happen without IP addresses. It's, it's okay. Uh, that's what's happening. Okay. That sounds like the way to go, definitely. Yeah. Okay. All right, Jim. Good luck. Thank you very much. All right. Take bye. -bye. Care, yep. Yeah. You too. Bye. All right. Keep going, Justin. Take a break. What do you think? Yeah, we'll step out for a quick break and get to uh, your calls. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. All right, we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to try to have Wes back next Saturday. I hope everything's okay with Wes and IT Pro TV. Um, but as we're waiting for your calls, we're coming to the top of the hour here. We'll talk a little bit about some technology news you should be aware of. Uh, yeah, in uh, Utah, there's a medical center that had a data breach oh boy. involving information on 582,000 patients. Wow. That's a lot of patients. Sounds like all the patients. Now, these are the kinds of stories that we, you come across all the time. Right. Um, and I was reading this one, mm -hmm. and I saw something very interesting about it. The it happened through an infiltration. Somebody got into the network from outside. Yep. But the infiltration was discovered the same day that it began. Awesome. So the bad guys were only in that network a short time. Now, a short time is still enough to cause a lot of damage. Yeah. But but the question is, did they get access to all the patient data or not? Or is that what was available to them that was what was available to them we don't know exactly how much they were able to copy out right we just know that they had access to this right and the interesting part for me was you know if you've got a network and it's been infiltrated by a bad guy yeah the only way that you're going to find that out the same day it happens is if you've got some pretty good security measures in there that are telling you this stuff. Right. And one of them is like a MDR, which is, you know, monitor, detect, detect, respond. respond. And it's automated. Right. So it may have actually, that they may have had MDR operating on their network. They must have. And it 
just intercepted that activity and it either got hold of somebody that locked it down or possibly it algorithmically locked out the bad guys. But no matter how you put it, what's really nice about this story is that it was put to rest almost when it started. That's what you hope for. There are so many stories that we get where that doesn't happen. Right. And you got to kind of appreciate what they did. Yeah. I'm sure the article didn't really even bring it up. Well, they just, no. said, they just said all this, all this data no. was made and, available. And, I mean, this is all between the lines that I read as a, as a tech geek. pro. Yeah. And I'm paying attention to the details. Right. And But unfortunately, you are, as the, as the hospital, now responsible for the potential exposure of all that patient data, which is not good. I want to thank you guys for joining us on this uh, lovely Saturday morning. I want to thank Mike G for posting everything live over at computertalkwithtab.com. Also, if you like Tab Computer Systems on Facebook and Zuckerberg deems the news worthy, it may get into your news feed. You can follow us on Twitter if you've got some time for that as well. It'll get into your Twitter feed. So I want to thank you guys very much. I want to thank Justin, who is in training still, but doing better and better for producing our show. We do appreciate that. And again, you guys make the show calling in and joining us. We will be live after Thanksgiving on that Saturday. So we'll be right here. Feel free to call in. And remember, we want you to be geeks too. See you next Saturday. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.